Welcome to the Southside Community Church podcast with Pastor Mark Hahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Because God created me for himself. I live for the purpose to serve him. So he will get the glory. Amen. Really, that's what the Christian life is. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. I'm just going to read a couple verses for now. Found in. You can follow or you don't have to follow. And this is in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. It says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Then verse 8, jumping up to verse 8. But God commanded his love towards us, in that yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But God commanded his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Our dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful and grateful, Lord, for the Spirit of God that we have felt. In this church this morning. We're so thankful God for the testimonies of your people Lord. How they encourage us. How they help us God. We're so thankful Lord for the songs of patriotism. And of victory God. And we see you Lord all through them. And we're thankful God to be living in this nation today. To be living in freedom. And to be living Lord where God's hand is watching over us. Now, Heavenly Father, we pray for just a few minutes, Lord, that you'll help us, God, in this message. We realize, Lord, this morning that we cannot preach, we cannot do anything without your divine hand and your divine help. So we pray, God, that the Spirit will come this morning and help us, God, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Memorial Day. I appreciate what you has been read already. And uh, just had a couple of notes here I wanted to read. Uh, A Memorial Day is a day to remember the death of those lives who were lost in wars fighting for our nation. And also remembering and honoring the death of loved ones, family, friends, and neighbors that have passed on. Memorial Day, definition, a day that was observed in America on the last Monday of May, honoring the men and the women who died serving in the military. 
originally known to be called as Decoration Day. It was originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official holiday in 1971. In 1868, John Logan called for a national-wide day of remembrance for those who died in the Civil War. Why in May? Because that is when the flowers are in full bloom. So that's kind of a little bit of the history of it. Uh, there is so much. Pray for me this morning. I want to get out of here uh, in this, this service and about death. <clears throat> but death, how death affects our lives. The shock and the pain and the hurting uh, and the uh, emptiness and the helplessness that we can do nothing about death when it comes. We just try to move on with our lives and, and, and without, uh, let it, without it trying to burden us down, but we gotta keep moving on. Love, love, and I thought about this, I told, told uh, me and uh, Adam and Katie was talking the other night, and I felt this, so true I never really looked at it this way love is what makes death so hard on uh, on us when we lose a loved one with a husband or a wife it's like losing part of their self there's like a part of them is gone and a part of them is dead and I thought how true that is uh, my mom has been going through this for six years, and she's and I don't know if she'll get over it or not, but it's the love that we have for that person makes death so much harder, so much more difficult. And uh, you know, and, and, and let's say you lose an uncle or an aunt or somebody in your distant family, yes, it hurts. You feel sorry for them. You feel sorry for their family. But it's not like your immediate family. Like those that you're close to. Like your husband or your wife or your child. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a difference in it. <clears throat> but death has no mercy. It has no certain age group. And it has no time limit. I think I mentioned that this morning. <clears throat> death not only came on the human race. But it came also on all of God's creation. The animal life, the plant life, and, and all have been cursed with death. The Bible says that our life is like a vapor. It appeareth for a little while, and then it's gone. Ex uh, uh, experience in a death uh, uh, that I have been involved in, of course, was my dad. My brother first, and then my dad. And uh, it's, it was a shock, especially with my brother. We had no idea that he was going to die. Had no warning, no nothing. Uh, got a phone call and said he was dead. And uh, the shock of that. And then I thought about my dad, the death of him, and how, uh, how that affected my life and the family's life. <clears throat> but it comes. We don't have no... No power, no control over it. And uh, 
and there's really nothing that we can do about it. <clears throat> but I thought about a few things here. I'm not going to read all these notes. These are older notes that I have. I thought about the pilgrims that came over on the Mayflower, how they, they loaded their families up, not really knowing where they went, and went across the sea over here to America, what even America then, what even established, and they give their lives. There was many of them. I think it was over half of them died the first winter, starved to death, died of diseases and sicknesses. You think about them, and then you think about all the battles and the wars in our nation, all the, all the lives that were lost, uh, you know, in the Civil War, World War I and II, the Korean War, the Veteran War, the Iraq War, Afghanistan War, all these, and then the war on terrorism. And I thought about all that. That's the worldly uh, deaths. Then I thought about the church. All the saints that have given, have given their life uh, for the cause of Christ. All the missionaries. All the martyrs. Huh? That have, have, given, have given their life for the gospel. Went into lands that were hostile. <clears throat> Went into the lands that... that uh, where the headhunters was, I can tell you some stories there, but it was in places where you and I would never go, just to bring the gospel to those people that were lost. I think about those lives too. They're the heroes, also. Amen. And then I thought about uh, where did death come from? What was the origin? The origin of of mankind and death. So to look at that, let's go over here uh, to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. This is where it all started at for humanity. And it said here, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Amen. And I thought about that as you look at that verse. It said there that God created him out of the dust of the ground. Huh? And I every uh, a few it's been a couple of years ago. Uh, I thought about this, but he formed man out of the dust of the ground. He made Adam, and, and and Adam was standing there, huh? And he had all the internal organs. Huh? Then he had all of the the physical organs on the outside, huh? But he was lifeless. He had no life, huh? And it is said that God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. I want to tell you something this morning. Huh? Man's made up of two things. Huh? His physical being and his spiritual being. Right. All right? One's going to die and turn back to dust. Huh? But the other one, the soul, is going to live forever. In heaven or in hell. It's a reality. It's in the book. Yes, Amen. And I thought about you and I. Huh? 
before we got saved, we were dead in sin. Yes, huh? We were lifeless, church. Huh? We never had God in our lives. We were we were dead in trespasses and sin. We were just like Adam. Huh? We never had no spiritual life whatsoever. That's right. We were motionless. Huh? And God saved us and breathed his breath on us. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I tell you, there ain't nothing better than this salvation. Huh? Sometimes I tell you, huh, when God comes, I feel his spirit and I can't help but shout about it. Because right. it's so real. Let it up, Amen. Man was made in the image of God. Think about that for just a minute. In his image. Praise God. Huh? Let me tell you something else about us as a human race. We were the crown of his creation. Yes, he created the animals. He created the water. He created the sun, the moon, the stars, the trees, and the sky, and everything. You know, huh? And God said it was good. Yes, huh? But he created man in his own image. Huh? And crowned him, huh, above all his creation. Right. Huh? Why is that? To have fellowship with him. Yes, that is the only reason that God made you and me. Is to have fellowship with him. Right. And walk in this life. Right. Huh? Listen to me. Walk in this life. Huh? And know God. There ain't nothing any greater. And you can't find it in the world. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Praise God. So he created this man, huh? And he set him there in the garden, huh? Let me go over. Let me go to verse 15, same chapter. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress him. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayst freely eat. Verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest therefore, thereof, thou shalt surely die. Huh? Death. First mention of it in the Bible. Thou shalt surely die. Huh? Listen, church. Huh? God just gave one commandment, one stipulation, huh? One law. Do not partake of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and knowledge of good and evil. That's all there was. Huh? What is, why is that? Huh? They could eat of every tree, huh? In the garden, huh? That was there, huh? Anything they wanted, they could partake of it. But this one thing. And I want to tell you another thing, huh? Listen, that when in this garden of Eden, that God 
for me one of these days. <laughs> Praise God! How do you know that, preacher? Because I read it and I feel the witness of the Spirit. Right. Amen. That is true. Perfect world, huh? Perfect place, huh? Nothing. My my friend didn't even know they were naked. Huh? Everything was so pure. One strict, one commandment. Huh? Why is that? Because God wants obedience. You hear me? He wants man to obey him. He listens. Why? Because he's the creator of life. And he loves me. He just wants obedience. Yeah. Huh? I want to tell you something. You know the story. I'm not going to read all that. But here in Genesis 3, starting with the ninth verse, let me read it. <clears throat> and the Lord God called him to Adam, and he said unto him, This is after they already ate the uh, the, uh, the fruit. Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and hid myself. And God said, it said, and he said, that's God, who told thee that thou was naked? Has thou eaten? Of the tree whereof I command thee not to, that thou shouldest not eat. <clears throat> and the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me to be with me, she gave it, gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The servant beguiled me, and I did eat. Amen. <clears throat> now let me tell you something. Church. This portion of scripture is so true today. Man chooses his own destiny. Yes. He chooses his own fate. Huh? I'm going to tell you what that is, huh? God had created us as free mortal agents. Huh? We're not robots. We're not programmed. We have a free choice to serve God or not. That's just the way it is. That's the way God made us. Right. Huh? And I want to tell you something. When they took of that fruit, huh? And they ate, ate, Eve was deceived by the devil. And you notice, Adam blamed it on Eve, and Eve blamed it on the devil, which blamed it on God. But anyway, and man still blaming his sins on somebody else's, has somebody else's caused it. Huh? If I wasn't living in this atmosphere, if I wasn't raised in this home, if I was somewhere else, they're still using the excuse, but it's not going to work with God. Uh, man has a free choice. When I say man, that's M-A-N, man and women. But I want to tell you something. They took of that fruit, 
Now you listen to me. And everything changed. Everything changed in the world. It was never the same again. And it's not the same today. Huh? Praise God. Huh? It changed everything. And that's when death, huh? That's when death came in. That's where it came from. Because God said, listen, in the day that you eat thereof, you'll surely die. Huh? And then he told him, huh? The dust that you were made of is the same dust that your body is going to return to in the earth. Huh? That's what he told him. Dust thou art, and dust you shall return. Get a picture of this, all right? This is the lesson. This is the message. He chose death, or he chose to eat of the fruit. Huh? And sin came into the world, and everything since that time has been cursed. Now, I want, you to, I want you to think about this for just a minute. Everything that's going on in this world today, in this nation and in other nations and all, around, all over the world, all the horrible things we see, all the, all the crimes huh, and, and all the wars and all the starvation and all these things come huh, from the... If you trace it back... It traces back to sin and the fall. That's the world we're living in. Huh? And it's so true. Huh? I want to tell you something. When Adam sinned and fell, it fell on all mankind. Huh? For I'll get into that in just a minute. But I want to tell you what came with that. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Huh? All came in with the fall. Now, when you trace, I don't know if I got that in the right order or not, but they're there. Huh? But if you trace that back, that's where it all comes from. Huh? Because man has inherited a sinful heart. He's had, he has inherited a carnal nature. That's an enemy against God and against God's will. And he wants to live his own way and do his own thing. Huh? First family, huh? Cain and Abel. Cain was jealous of Abel and slew his brother. Think about that. First family. Two kids. Nobody else in the world. Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. He was jealous of him. Because he brought the first fruits to God. In other words, he gave God his best. And Cain never did. Huh? And God accepted it. And he got dead. He accepted Abel's gift. Huh? And Cain was jealous. He was full of envy and full of hate. That's what's going on in the world today. Envy and hate and jealousy. Yes, 
I tell you, this morning, I think about this. I try to study it, try to look at it. Let me read this and I'll probably repeat myself. The whole human race, listen to this, came from Adam's seed. Adam was the head of the human race. Huh? So when Adam sinned, that sin was passed on through all uh, <clears throat> that sin was passed through the sinful nature of Adam. That is why the Bible says all have sinned. So we all have sinned, so we'll all will be going to die a physical death. That is the way it is, and God said, as you eat of this fruit, you'll surely die. That cannot be changed. It is going to happen. Death is coming, people, to you and I. Huh? If Christ don't come back, in time we're dying. Huh? Somewhere we're going to face death. Huh? It's coming. We can't, we can't get away from it. It's going to happen. Amen. I want to tell you something. With that, you think about it. That's, that's what the verse says here. <clears throat> Over here in verse... Uh, let me back up here. In Romans, let me read it again. It said here, I got this new Bible. My old Bible, I don't have Genesis 1 and 2. My old Bible, I love that old Bible, but it's fell, it's falling apart. I've had it for years. But he said here uh, that uh, he said, Therefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and by death, uh, and death by sin. So then, so and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. And I tell you, uh, I was thinking about this and uh, about death and how it's, it's passed on. And we've all been affected, our lives are, are affected about it, by it. And uh, I was thinking that, you know, uh, it's, it's a difficult thing and it's a hard thing. And, but it's something that's going to happen. It, it, it's not preventable. Uh, you know, there's natural deaths. Then there's death caused by sickness. And then there's accidental deaths. And then there's, there's so many deaths that come to us as humans, as human beings. We know that. <clears throat> but uh, I tell you, I, I thought about that and was... Uh, reading this and I thought you know it's so sad all this death huh? but I thought you know what that is not the worst thing huh? that came in the fall yes it is hard but I tell you the worst thing that came in the fall was we inherited the carnal man we inherit this carnal nature. Huh? That was the worst thing that happened to us. But God knew it was going to happen. Huh? Before the foundations of the world. Huh? And, and, and we inherit this carnal man. Huh? That's an enemy of God that wants to do his own thing. Huh? Walk his own way. I tell you what. 
you don't think that's real, huh? It's real. Amen. But here's the thing right here. But God commanded his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. Praise God, huh? The gospel message. But God's love was commanded to all mankind. God loves us. Yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. What does that mean? It means that Christ took on man's sins, our sins, our sin nature, and Christ became guilty for our sins and nailed them to his cross so those who believe in him and give their life to him will not die the second death. But will have eternal life with Christ and with the Father, with the Heavenly Father in heaven. Amen. Between, the believer will die a physical death and, and not... It, uh, not an eternal death. There are two deaths for the sinner. A physical death and a spiritual death. For the saved, there is only one death. Huh? And that is physical death. Remember that man is made of two parts. Physical body, which is uh, which is when he dies, will return to the dust of the earth. And the spiritual part is the soul, which will live forever. Amen. Huh? Now here's the gospel story. Huh? Here's the message. Amen? That Christ came to save the world. Huh? How many times have we heard that? Why do you keep preaching Jesus? Why do you keep mentioning Jesus? Because I'll tell you what, we have to preach Christ crucified. He's the Savior of the world. Why did Christ come? I'll tell you why He came. Because God loves you. Yes. And He loves me. Huh? Like I said, we were the crown of His, His creation. He loved us. He don't want us to perish in the everlasting darkness. Huh? I want to tell you sin. Huh? When, when Adam sinned, there's a punishment for sin. And that's hell itself. my thinking or my theology. Huh? Well, I want to tell you something. Huh? Listen. Christ came and took on our sins. Huh? And took that sin nature. He that knew no sin took on sin for us. Huh? And nailed our sins to the cross. Praise God. Huh? That we might be free from this carnal man and this sinful nature and man of sin. Glory to God. Huh? Amen. Listen to me this morning. Huh? Praise God. I think about this. It just stirs my heart because it's so true. Huh? That's what it is to be born again of the Spirit. Huh? To be changed completely down in the depths of your soul. Huh? I want to tell you something. John 3, 16. You see it everywhere. Everybody knows it. Oh, most of people in America see it. I used to see it at ball games all the time. They'd hold up a sign, John 3.16. Huh? 
What is that? For God so loved the world. Who's the world? That's the people in the world. Right. Huh? For God so loved mankind that he gave his only begotten son. Now listen. That whosoever believeth in him. You know what believeth means? Huh? Well, I believe there's Christ. I believe there's a God. No. This is a disbelief. Means commitment. Yes, that means surrender your life to him. Huh? Whosoever committeth his life to Christ shall not perish. But have everlasting life. You see, there's a belief, huh, that's out there today, huh, that Christ, huh, died to forgive the sins of the whole world, and it's true. But he forgave those to save those who believe in him and trust in him and live for him. Right. And if you don't do that, you're not gonna make heaven. Right. It's a false teaching and a false doctrine. How can you love your husband and your wife if you don't have nothing to do with them? There's no fellowship with them, huh? They're just nothing to you. Huh? That's not marriage. Love is what marriage is. Huh? Those who are saved love Christ. Huh? And they serve him. Right. Amen. I want to tell you something. There's two deaths. The scripture says there's two deaths, and there is two deaths. Huh? There's the physical death, huh? Of the body, which will happen to both the saved and the lost. Huh? But there's a second death that is to the sinner. And to the lost. Yes, That's eternal death. Not eternal life. But eternal death. And that's what those who are lost. Will receive. Huh? That's why the gospel message. Is so important. Huh? That's why it needs to be preached so much. Huh? Not only that. To, to witness to and tell people. Amen. I tell you what, I know I'm struggling on this message, getting on getting out what I wanted to. But I tell you what, I'm so glad for God's mercy and grace. I'm so glad He had patience. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not proud of it. I backslid, got away from God, huh? All that. But I'm so thankful for His mercy and His grace. And I'll tell you what I told Him. I said, Lord, I know I'm not much. But I'll do whatever you want me to do. I surrender myself to you because you pulled me out of that pit. I knew better to fall back in the pit, but you pulled me out of it. So use me, God, for your kingdom. Right. And whatever you want to do for me. Yes. Because this is real. I tell you, this, this, I, this world, this place, and we're just passing through it. And that's it, huh? Our home's in heaven. I can feel it. I know we got to work and provide and have a home and, and prepare for the future. Huh? All those things are needed. God knows we need these things. But I want to tell you, I'm looking for the things that are unseen. The heavenly things. Not the worldly and earthly things. Why are you doing that for, preacher? 
songwriter said, the cross before me and the world behind me. Amen. I know what he's saying. You know what he's saying. Uh, I'm his and he is mine. Praise God. I know where I'm going this morning. Uh, my dad, uh, he's already over there. Praise God. I want to read one more thing here real quick. And I know this might sound kind of different to you. But I want to explain something to you. How I see it and how I believe it. With all my heart. I read this this morning. And God bless me. Huh? I know I'm kind of silly. But I just start preaching at the house. <laughs> through the living room, huh? Through the family room, huh? Through the kitchen. Praise God. Thank you for this truth. Here's the truth. For the Christian. I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Starting with the 44th verse. Down to the 58. And it says this. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam was a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. That's Christ. How it be it, how be it that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward that which was spiritual. The first man is of the earth. Listen to that. Earthly. The second man is of the Lord from heaven. That's Christ. Huh? As he as is the earthly, that means made of dust, so shall they also that are earthly, and as and as is the heavenly, such are also they that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image, listen to this, church, of the earthly, we shall also bear the image <laughs> of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, listen, I show you a mystery, and it is definitely a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. For the trump shall sound, and the dead shall raise incorruptible. And we shall be changed. Amen? For this corrupt, corruptible must put on incorruptible, and this moral must put on immortality. So then, this corruptible shall have no, put on incorruption, and this moral shall put on immortality. 
Then shall be brought to pass the saying is written, that is written, death, listen, is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Christ conquered all this. Amen. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Listen, through our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Woo, that's where the victory's at, huh? Amen. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. Huh? Praise God. I want to tell you something, church, and I'll get back to this subject. I tell you, the devil fights me tooth and nail. I'm, I'm trying to, to come up with a message. He don't want the truth preached. Huh? But I'm glad today to know that in my labor is not in vain. That he's with me. Huh? His spirit is upon my shoulder to help me. I know I'm not the best preacher. I don't know a whole lot. But I know it's God that helps me. Right. In our labors, listen, in our struggles, in our trials, in our temptations, in this life, people of God, huh? God will help us through it and give us strength. Amen. It's not in vain, but it's real. Huh? He'll see us through. Amen. Huh? God saved us for a reason and a purpose. To get us to heaven, huh? He's preparing a place for you and I this morning. And I want to tell you, he's preparing you and I for that place. Amen. You can bank on that. Amen. Amen. He's cutting the edges off of me. Huh? Getting rid of those things that need to be getting rid of. Huh? So I'll be pure and holy and a righteous person that can be used for God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm done. I'll get through this. Oh, I wanted to read a story if I get to it. These verses I just read. Now listen to me. Took these notes this morning. Verses 44 through 50. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Here is what happens to the saint of God when they die. Their natural body is buried in the ground and returns to dust as what it was made of. The spiritual body which they received, now listen to me, follow me, which they received, the spiritual body they received when they were born again of the Spirit, goes up to heaven because now... It's, uh, it bears the image of the heavenly. The child of God is not lying out there in the graveyard asleep, but is with Christ in heaven. Jesus told the thief on the cross, today you will see me in paradise. Huh? So there 
is a temporal, listen, a temporal spiritual body that the Christian receives at death. You copy that? Huh? You understand that? Huh? Listen. You don't think I got the truth out of this? I know that it's real. Huh? My mom, after my dad died, I know I told you this story. She said, I want to go out to the grave, Mark, and see buddies. So, I feel like I'm, now I'm ready to go on out there. And it, it was a few weeks that passed by. So I said, yeah, we'll go. Whenever you want to go, we'll go. Okay? I left that up to her. She's the one that suffered the most and still does. So anyway, we went out there, pulled the truck up to the spot. We just want to get out. And I tell you the honest truth, people, I know I told you this. Something inside me said he's not here. Just as clear and as plain as me and you are sitting here. I'm standing here and you're sitting there. That's how it is. He is not you would not believe how I felt after that. You know, I can't remember what I said or what I thought, but I knew it was true. I said, that's right. That is so true. It's in the Bible. I just read it. So let me tell you what happens to the saved when they die. This ought to, this ought to just cheer us up. Huh? I know death's hard. I know when we lose a loved one and they're gone, they're not around anymore. We mourn and we remember. Huh? But this is not the end. Huh? It's not the end. I tell you what. My dad. Huh? The only thing that's out there is a grave marker and a grave. And that's it. Huh? His body, huh, has turned back to dust. Huh? It has turned back to dust just how the Lord said it would. For dust thou art, and dust thou shalt return. Huh? But the heavenly, <laughs> the part of him that God saved and transformed his life, huh? that soul, huh? see the body is just a shell, is all it is. It's just made up of physical things. Huh? But it keeps us, it gives us life. Actually, I'll tell you what it is. Huh? The body is a storing place for the soul. And who is the soul? That is you. That is your personality. The person that you are, huh? The person that who we see you are, huh? The person that we know. That's your spirit. That's your soul. You get it? I know it's kind of hard to understand. It's a mystery, huh? But I want to tell you something, huh? That part of my dad, huh? When he died, huh? That spiritual part went on up to be with the Lord. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Huh? How do you know that? I know it is for a fact. Huh? We have we have scriptures, huh? Where people, listen, in Jesus' time, huh, the Old Testament prophets had died hundreds and thousands of years ago, and Christ seen them. Huh? On Mount, on the Mount Transfiguration. He's seen the Moses and Elijah. So did the three disciples. So how, that's proof. Huh? And like I read, the thief on the cross, 
time. Today, Jesus said, you'll see me in paradise. Why? Because he believed in the Christ. He knew that. He knew that the guy hanging in the middle was the Son of God. Right. The Spirit bear witness with his son. Now let's get back to the last part here. 51 through 58. <clears throat> now listen to me. Now this is the mystery of the grave. The earthly body of the saint that was laid in the grave and that body that uh, returns back into dust is going to receive a glorified body as Christ had when he rose from the dead. Hear me? This is a different one here, church. And this body, now listen, it will bear our earthly looks, but will be a glorified spiritual body. Huh? This is how we will know each other in heaven. Amen. So you see what is happening here, and I know it's hard to understand, but I believe it with all of my heart. Huh? When when the trumpet sounds, huh? Somehow, huh? My dad, huh? Your family and loved ones that were lost in Christ. I tell you what, they're going to get this glorified body that Christ had when He rose from the dead. There was there was infallible proof. That Christ arose from the dead. The people seen him physically. They seen their Christ, their risen Christ, and testified about it. And I want to tell you, that's the body that every saint that's dead and passed on is going to get. And I want to tell you, that body is going to rise. What did it say? And those who are alive and remain will be caught up in the air with them. Huh? Those who have dead passed on. And, and their bodies, your body and my body, if we're dead, will get this glorified body that will never die. No more sickness, no more pain, no more nothing. And we'll rise on up to heaven. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Huh? Praise God. That's Amen. why. Huh? That's why I believe that's what's going to happen. Because. We'll be known in heaven as we're known. How are we going to know that if we're spirits and you're just floating around you can't even see us? God gives us a body to identify the spirit. That's as simple as I guess I could put it. Amen. I tell you, I'm so thankful and grateful for this. Huh? I tell you what, this is what, and I will tell you, church, this is exactly what's helped me so much. In my dad's death. I know it's God. I know it's helped me so much. Because I know mom's not here. But I, I told Pam this. There was one man. That was closer to me. Than any other man. Was my dad. I loved him so much. But there was others. There was three other persons. That I loved more than him. And that was my children. My three girls. Huh? They were part of me and are part of me huh? and will always be. Huh? And I love them more. Huh? And I loved him so much. Huh? And I wondered and I always wondered what would happen to me 
how I'd get through his death. Huh? I wondered about that. And then when he was dying, I said, it was a struggle. Oh, it was a struggle. Huh? Brokenness and emptiness didn't seem real, but it happened. But I want to tell you something. God has been so helpful to me. I can't understand. I don't deserve it. Uh, but he's been such a help. And I think that trip to the graveyard done it. Give me the assurance. <laughs> I want to give you the assurance today uh, that your family and loved ones are in heaven today. Amen. Because they love the Lord. Your grandma, cherish is there in that place. Amen. Death is swallowed up in victory. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. So shall we ever be with the Lord. The song, listen, the songwriter said, when I pass this veil of sorrow, I'll dwell upon the other side. That was my dad's song. We played his funeral. That's one of them he requested. Yeah. Uh, amen. My dad was dying. I know I told you this too. I hope I told Adam and Katie. <clears throat> when dad was dying, it was just me and him sitting there in the living room. He sat on the couch. We sat in that one spot all the time. I was sitting across in the chair. You know, we, he never watched any TV. But he, kind of, he used to watch TV all the time. When he got sick and felt bad, the TV was off. You know how that is. When you're sick, you don't feel like watching any TV. I don't anyway. But he was sitting there and we was talking. I could tell he was suffering. Every time he ate something, huh? he needed to eat because he was hungry. But every time he ate something, it just made him feel so bad. The cancer was eating it up, taking all the nourishment out of his body. But he looked at me and he said, Mark, he said, I want you to look at me. He said, this is, all this came from because of Adam's sin. Huh? When Adam sinned, death came. And you're looking at it right now. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how to respond, really. I just said, yes, you're right. But that's so true. It's so true. I'll read this little story here. I, I heard this on the, the radio quite a few years ago. I just heard it on the radio, so I wrote it down, what I knew. So <laughs> that's kind of hard. <clears throat> the meaning of life. There was this man that went to his rabbi and was troubled. His rabbi asked him, what's wrong? He said, two weeks ago, there was a man... I worked with, died over the weekend. He left behind a wife and two kids. Me and the guys at work went to the funeral home, and we were all around about the same age. And his kids were at the same age, and his kids, and we kept thinking that it could have been one of us that died. It has been two weeks since then, and they have replaced him with someone else. And it is like he never was there. Like he just disappeared. 
I was never really close to him. We talked on occasions about things of life and the kids, and he worked about 50 feet from me, and now he's gone. His life, his life is like it didn't even matter. There was no meaning to it, and I am troubled about this for my own life. Life seems meaningless to me. This is what he was telling us, Rabbi. This is, this is a story how many people feel in this life. There, there really is not much meaning to it. You live for a time, then you die, and it's all over with. My friend, that is how the world sees life as a whole, because they don't know God. There is no real meaning to life. We, as God's people, know the meaning of what life is, and that is to serve God in this life. And we know that we are heading uh, where we're heading when this life is over. Praise God to the giver of life. Life has meaning to us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.